Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Tuesday. Macatrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, lots of pre-owned inventory. A great service department and sales staff. And ready to help you with whatever you need. Buying a new or used car. Need to get in for a quick state inspection, need to get in for a quick oil change, or need to have a big repair done. They got you covered at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. 10th anniversary week continues. More mystery guests today. Who and when they'll be, you'll just have to find out. But what I can tell you is we will have Neil Coolong as well. He needs no mystery because he's that part of the show. So we'll hear from him a little bit later on, too. Of course, with Tom Brady officially announcing his retirement today, that's been the story of the day. And it comes not as a surprise, obviously, given the circumstances and the, and the reports that started over the weekend. I was a, I didn't expect it to happen this quickly after we went on the podcast yesterday on Mad Dog Radio saying he wasn't ready at a decision and then he all of a sudden comes out and has the Instagram announcement today. So clearly he was just trying to distance himself from the reports that came out from ESPN over the weekend. I don't get why he just didn't say I'm still evaluating as to well I guess he did kind of say that but I don't know. I've I feel like he maybe could have done it last night or just waited till a couple of days and waited till like, I don't know, Wednesday or Thursday just to spread that out. If if you're the night before you, you think you're going to make your announcement, if you're you're still going to say, I'm not, I, I don't know if I'm going to retire yet or not. I don't have, I'm not, I haven't come to a decision. Then you all of a sudden make a decision the next morning. I think it could wait. Could have waited a couple of days. But whatever the case is, he's now officially retired. He'll be ready to go for the class of 2027 with Ben Roethlisberger. And that can be the goat of Hall of Fame classes too because if Rob Gronkowski also decides to retire and actually not come back, he'd be eligible for that class too. And as far as the ESPN thing goes... 
I really didn't have a problem with how they reported it. When people were linking, this is the problem with Twitter sometimes, is people were putting the one ESPN reporter's tweet that kind of, that looks like it's contradicting what Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington were reporting, and of course there were other reports saying that no, he has told the Tampa Bay Bucks that he hasn't made a decision yet. But if you read, actually read the story, it was a very lengthy story of what they were told, of what and what Brady was telling people. And that kind of story happens all the time when announcements like this come out. Guys have their sources. They have the story. They're going to go out there. They're not going to wait for Tom Brady to make it official. They're going to get the story out there. They're doing their job. Now, other journalists are, did their job by talking to the Bucks. Okay. But again, Adam Schefter in, had cited that in his report that... I forgot who the ESPN reporter was. It was Jenna something, I think her name is, who was saying that the exact same thing as other reports that Tom Brady told the Bucks that, no, he hasn't made a decision yet. So I really didn't have a problem with the reporting by ESPN. I really didn't, strangely enough. Because I think ESPN's made a lot of mistakes recently. But this wasn't one of them. That's just my two cents there. But how about last night for Penn State men's basketball? Finally back at home in the BJC for the first time in 20 days. And a thrilling... Double OT victory to take down Iowa, get back to 500 overall. One game below 500 in Big Ten play against a good Iowa team. You, you can tell, obviously, that they were juiced last night, especially John Hara. What a stud he was, and I think it was said best by DJ there in, in the update show with Steve. He definitely played like a man, man, madman and played like a man on a mission last night. 19-10, and 10, that's career high in points. Sixth double-double of the season for John Hara. And Seth Lundy as well with a double-double last night, 17-11. First time Penn State's had two players with a double-double since Lamar Stevens and Mike Watkins, December 2019. In there in itself, I think is some, that's what Penn State needs to fix. They need to get more players like that, consistent players like that, to perform like that offensively and defensively. But again, the, the game kind of played into their hands a little bit where if they can get a scoring drought and rely on their defense like they did against Iowa, that really puts them ahead of their opponents because of the inconsistencies on the offensive end. I mean, but the way to respond the way they did, I mean, that was just a deflating moment at the end of regulation when Iowa gets the tip in on the air ball three at the buzzer. But then they respond, keep fighting in the first overtime. Miles Dredd hits the big shot with nine seconds left in the first overtime. And then it's just a battle of wills once you get past the first overtime and Penn State did a really really good job of that knocked their free throws down the stretch and they pull out a monster win probably the biggest win in conference play for them this year so definitely something for them to build on but now can they build on it can they get that consistency you're going to get a big test right away as you go back on the road to Wisconsin on Saturday <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Bought a huge W last night. Well, it goes back to what Dick and I outlined in the pregame show. There are certain games in the course of the season we sit back and say, you know what, this is the line in the sand game. If you want to get anywhere, this is the game you have to win. You have to get yourself on track. Uh, and we agreed going into last night that, and that's how we portrayed it in the pregame show. You know, that's why we get paid the big money. Um, we we come up with things like this, and <laughs> of course. Uh, but we felt if you wanted to have any chance of going anywhere with your season, and I'm not talking about postseason either. I'm just like to get your season like going in the right direction, you had to win that game last night. What's interesting about last night's game is they played 50 minutes of basketball, and I felt for 75% of the game, Penn State was a better team. In the first half, you felt like 75% of the first half they were the better team. And at halftime, they are losing. <laughs> oh, man. That's like you said, like you like you gotta be kidding me. You really now Connor McCaffrey, uh, by the way, ended up separating um his shoulder last night. Um and in the first half, I had said to Dick before the game, I said, you know what's interesting about this season to this point is that sometimes a game will come up and an unexpected source will will give you a game. And it makes a big difference. And I said, Penn State really hasn't had that this year. I said, there hasn't been a, quote, unexpected source that's kind of had a game where you sat back and went, okay, wow, all right. That's a big plus. I'll give you, let me give you an example. Uh, 2001, uh, Penn State makes the NCAA tournament, the Sweet 16. They'd lost two games in a row, but out of nowhere, because of the scheduling, they had a non-conference game with Yale. And Sharif Shambliss, and because they're going to see Sharif on on Wednesday, on uh, Saturday, because Sharif's an assistant coach now at Wisconsin. Sharif Shambles came off the bench and bang, 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 starts hitting shots. And Penn State won the game, and they ended up winning by 15. They won like 90 to 75 or something like that. And that's that one's always been a little bittersweet for me because that's the last game my dad attended. Um, and the uh, and that's what I'm talking about, where you're like, wow, all right, hey. Unexpected, but hey, what a big, big plus! Penn State hasn't had that. Last night, Iowa got that. Connor McCaffrey, who was four for twenty-five in threes, hit four threes in the first half. Well, Dick and I look at each other like this is insane. <laughs> I mean, the first one he's unguarded. Well, no offense, you're open for a reason. I want you shooting. The second one. I still want you shooting. The third one, like, well, you better go out and cover him. <laughs> it's like, what the heck's going on here? 
And so they had an unexpected source. Here's the other odd part about last night. So you're sitting there last night, and the first half is over. Going into the game, Jalen Pickett was Penn State's leading scorer now as of today. It's Seth Lundy. But Jalen Pickett going into last night's game was the team's leading scorer. Keegan Murray is second in the nation in scoring. Neither one had a point. Weird. Then there's Jordy Bohannon. I don't know how many times in my career I've said Bohannon for three and good. He scored the first two points of last night's game on free throws and never scored the rest of the night. The Murray play at the end of regulation, which was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Okay? Jordy Bohannon shot an air ball. To be honest with you, if the ball hits the rim, even grazes it, and it's over. If it just even grazes the rim, the game's over. Because the carom's going to cause it. But it's an air ball. He shot an air ball? Jordy Bohannon? And the tip-in was phenomenal. I had somebody, not a terrible job. I Lundy, but I looked at the person. I said, you know what? you got to understand sports. Sometimes the other guy makes a great play, too. I said, that was a phenomenal play. I looked at the person. you got to stop examining everything just from one point of view. That was a great play by that kid. Not a good play. That was a great play. Like, wow. Penn State, though, hit 11 out of 14 free throws last four minutes in both overtimes. They're now 83% of the season in the last four minutes when the game's on the line. And the three by Dredd was big because Penn State planned to play uphill the entire first overtime. Dredd tied it at 78. Then Penn State played the vast majority of the second overtime from in front. It made a big difference. I mean, it's really good game last night. How about the ratings for wrestling? 363,000 viewers on BTN for Penn State-Iowa wrestling Friday night. That is a new BTN record. Oh, and Tom Brady retired. I'm surprised you didn't lead off with some bitter diatribe about um, <laughs> it's about time he left and you can't stand him. No. I did not, actually. What's interesting is I don't Yeah, I don't quite. I think it's, it's only got to be the winning part. I don't understand why he's such a polarizing figure. I mean, it's, I mean, was John, Joe Montana a polarizing figure? I think in his early days, he was, I guess, um, edgier, I guess would be the word to say. But I think he's been a lot more mellow he hasn't in his said much, later years. He hasn't said much of anything in his career. 
What's he said in the, his career that's so edgy, so controversial? He hasn't said much about anything in his career. He doesn't do many commercials. He doesn't really. What, I, mean, what's I, think he said? I think it was just the way he kind of carried himself when when talking with the media that that a lot of people that turned a lot of people off. <laughs> and same with and same with Belichick that it's been all these years. I, they're in front of them so often. For goodness' sakes. I mean, my goodness. There are heads of state that do fewer press conferences in their lifetime than athletes and coaches have to do in a season. <laughs> I mean, seriously, heads of, think about it. Heads of state do fewer press conferences than the quarterback and the head coach of a football team. They're all the time they're out there. I mean, think about that. They answer more questions about a game than about oil policy. (laughs) That's a fair point. I mean, think about it. And now the weekly press conference with Bill Belichick. Now the weekly press conference with Jalen Hurts. And now the weekly press conference with Nick Sirianni. Oh, there's nobody there? Okay. No. Do you want to hear what Nick had said? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> These are your people. All right. Take a break. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online at sunburymotors.com. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory. Awesome pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors Guarantee. Sales staff that works with you. Your trade-in's never been worth more. And a service department that makes it one-stop vehicle shopping. Inspections, routine, difficult, diagnostics, they take care of it all. It's all at Sunbury Motors, the best in the business. Been with us since day one. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Um, I figure I might as well bring this up now. Get it out of the way, then you can stew over it for probably months. But it's going to be a trivia question. Name the last team Tom Brady beat. All right. <laughs> But also, name the last team that Tom Brady lost to in the Super Bowl. Name the last team Tom Brady beat. <laughs> They're not going to care about the one you asked. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Giants beat him twice. It's that, you know. So. Those are your, I mean, that's your trivia question there. You worry about such things. 
You're like the suit. It bothers you that I don't worry about much. Um, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> right? I was actually a calming influence for him. Yeah, as you are with me. Yeah. Same thing with Sean. Sean's like, you know, I'm like, eh, it's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's how it's Thank been you. for the last 10 years. You're the calming influence of all the producers that have come through this show. Had to be. <laughs> you guys worry about it. The guest didn't call. It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, what the, what's got a thousand things to talk about here? So. Now, are we supposed to? I mean, are you got to tell me what we're doing here with this stuff. Yes. Spe- yeah. Speaking of that, we are waiting on mystery guest number one still. Oh, okay. So as long as I'm, as I, I just want to make sure I'm not filling here and the person's waiting. I don't want to yeah, inconvenience no, we're good. whomever it happens to be. All right. So, uh, so Brady retires. Um, everyone knows how I felt about the one, the the flake gate thing. I still to this day maintain that they barely checked whatever in the locker room and then they had, you know, because the officials hand the ball, as you know, as, as we all saw in the Dallas 49ers playoff game, the official has to have the football. Okay, so three officials handle the ball on every play usually, you know, sideline, a guy, then, then the center, boom, they put it down. You never noticed? <laughs> you didn't notice the difference between the Indianapolis football and the, the Patriots football? Really? Okay. And so they do a year year and a half long investigation on this. All right. It's something that should have gone away in 48 hours. Like done. Finished. But that's that's the one... Um, these guys answer thousands of questions. I mean, as somebody who's been to a Super Bowl media day, and I was at a Super Bowl media day that had Peyton Manning, some of this stuff is bizarre. You're always going to get the legit stuff. I mean, that's always going to happen. You know, and then, then some really good thought-provoking ones. But Super Bowl media day, oh, yay. I've told you the story about just chit-chatting with Michael Robinson. We're just chit-chatting, right? And all of a sudden, this this guy comes over with a camera. I look over. It's Hank Azaria. I'm like, I look at him. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's Mo from Mo's Tavern. And he starts asking Mike a bunch of bizarre questions. And I'm just standing there. I mean, because you know, Mike and I were done talking. <laughs> He says, hey, I hope you don't mind. Like I said, no, I don't care. <laughs> I already got my work done. We're good. These guys have to answer all these questions all the time. Every time we bring up something in the staff, they have a question in the staff meeting. It's amazing how the suit wraps up the meeting. Oh, I've got to go. got to run. got big appointments. Yeah, but what about, no, I can't do it right now. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul Did he post his bowling thing last night? 
Yes, he did. Yes, the bowling uh, state championship. Is, yes. What is this all about? Because he was back in Central Columbia last night. <sighs> they didn't like stop whatever they were doing and had a ceremony for him again, did they? <laughs> Not that I'm aware. It looked like a pregame photo before going on the air. Uh, he has his own private entrance there with a with a carpet. I mean, it's... Oh, He's my almighty! Considered to be uh, Central uh, Central Columbia royalty. At least that's how this. Uh, that's what he's told us in the story. S U I T. That spells suit. Uh, I mean, we were at the company holiday party. You weren't there, right? And he starts telling the story about it. You know about it. The bowling state championship you know and Mertzi's just rolling her eyes I'm like <laughs> I'm looking around like okay I'm looking over to see if there's more shrimp on the table <laughs> like, we gotta get out of here <laughs> oh so he posted that on Facebook yeah wow okay Caleb Williams shocked everybody today and chose USC Lincoln Riley has gone to USC and in going to USC, I think yesterday he proclaimed himself to be the king of the portal or something like that. Die the running back transfer from Oregon and Mario Williams, the wide receiver, transferred in. Caleb Williams, now the quarterback from Oklahoma, transferred in. And and then, um, you know, it's... I mean, U.S. We're going to find out if all the pieces come together for him. Dick in Milton, my good friend. It's so good to hear hey, from you, Steve. How are you? Well, I, was, I just came out of the store, and when I got in there, you were talking. I don't know what the issue, the story, but you were talking about the Deflate Gate, and the, yeah. uh, obviously in the footballs. Well, Rich Gannon's daughters both went to Bucknell. One was a tennis player, one was a soccer player, and he would come occasionally to a game. Maybe I told you this. So I actually said, Rich, I've been waiting to ask you this story about the footballs. Can they can they actually tell a difference in a football? Like the officials handle it. He said, they're, they're handling so many footballs. He said, they would never pick up on the difference in the football like that. So I'm not sure how much difference there really was. Well, I mean, yeah, they're throwing the football back yeah. and forth. They're doing this they're with them. You know, footballs are coming in off the field all the time. He said, uh, he That's said, a good I, point. I, That's a good would, point. They do handle them fast. Uh, because, for example, Aaron Rodgers likes to have the ball, like, either to the max or slightly overinflated. Yeah, that's what he said. He said every quarterback wants that ball a little bit differently, a little, just a little different. How did he? So, like it? Did he say how he liked it? Did he like to have it no. just normal? If he told or? me, if he told me, I don't, I don't remember. But I just, okay. I just, my only question was, when the officials were handling this football, can they actually tell if you know if something's radically right. wrong with it? And I'm, that's my term, not theirs. And he said, no, not really. Yeah, because, probably not. But but why? You know, but uh, but for some reason, Indianapolis seemed to be able to tell because that's how yeah, they I found out. I, mean, I don't know. One. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, it happened. It, what happened happened, and I guess it was. Uh, I guess it was cheating in a, in a respect. I guess it is. I don't know what it was deemed. Uh, well, it's interesting. Is of course they go to the Super Bowl, and in the Super Bowl, the ball is literally changed on every play, because what they do yeah. is they t- they take them off the field. Then they give them to sponsors, um, dignitaries, and so forth. That's what they do with them. So, so Brady plays in the Super Bowl. They changed the ball in every single play, and he was the MVP. So, I mean, I don't really think it mattered with him. 
My, my only other thing about officials and, and football, and it doesn't matter if it's high school, college, or professional, you know, the, the, the play, at the end of a play, the guy picks the ball up and throws it to an official. And I know he's got to have a close mark. But they'll yeah. they'll put that football down somewhere, and I don't I never know in my mind if that's exactly where the ball landed. You follow me? Yeah, and, yeah. The but spot, yet, but the yet spot they'll, of the they'll ball. make a big deal about measuring for the first down by inches or centimeters. But I, yeah, I, they, yeah. You know, when it comes to near a first down, okay, near a first down, I think they they are as as precise as they can be on a play like that. If it's a three yard run and it's going to be second down at seven, and they place the ball three yards and a foot, I think that I agree. With you. I don't think they really care there. At least it's in the neighborhood; it doesn't matter. But if it comes down to now, they need to be at the mark. I think there. I think there is a real effort to be precise. That's just my opinion. Well, they, yeah, I think they do there, but in between there and all the other plays, when they just put they just put the ball down and ran the next play from it, you know, they're not micromanaging no, that yeah, each exactly. Time. That's yeah, my point. if it's a three yard run and they put it down three yards at a foot, or they put it down two yards and two feet, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay, right run the next. But play. But, it, but the only time it makes a difference is at the end when they're measuring for a first down on a fourth down play. Yeah, on a, yeah. you know. In, in between there really wasn't a big deal where they sat out town sometimes. I guess that's my whole point about right. football like that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree But with it's you. not going to change because I don't – I think it's stupid. Anyhow, anyhow, nice talking to you. Hey, you too. Have a great one, Dick. Thank you. Dick was one of those 363,000, as was I, that watched uh, Penn State wrestling on Friday night when they beat Iowa. That's a BTN – Wrestling viewing record. Meanwhile, the NFL showed its popularity. 47 million viewers for Bengals Chiefs, 50 to almost 51 million viewers from Rams and 49ers. Very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, it's, the NFL just—it's like a printing press, isn't that me? It's like a printing press. It's amazing. All right. All right. We're gonna have Neil Kulong on later in the show. All right, so all right, so all right, Matt. It's, it's, I know you're having fun with this, the the mystery guest thing. So, I guess we got a couple minutes with a mystery guest here. So, mystery guest, please sign in. Steve, my guy, it's Mike Gasicki. Mike Gasicki. <laughs> oh my goodness, how well, are, are we you, doing, my man? friend? I am doing so well now that you've called. Uh, I'm so proud of you, brother. You're doing such great work down there in South Florida, on the field, off the field. Really proud of you. Yeah, no doubt, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It goes, it goes all the way back to the time of State College, talking with you and all that kind of stuff. So I appreciate it. Uh, it's been fun for sure, and I'm happy to be on today. Well, uh, so what has it been? I know I always ask. It gets to be a business, obviously. And what's really great is you've always just stayed grounded through the whole thing. But and that, that your family and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's it been like, you know, how do you still keep the game part of it 
that you've loved so much in there while separating the business part of it? Yeah, I think that that's the, that's like one of the main things is that you can't lose sight of you know what what you're doing. Um, you know, and you know my profession is to play football. Like how I mean, it's it's amazing. It's a dream come true, and you know every aspect of of the phrase. So uh, to be able to play you know football at the highest level for my job, um, it's it's something that you know I'll cherish forever, and that's why I work so hard and why I appreciate every day so much because I do what I love. Um, and that's why, you know, when you see me out there making plays and, you know, I'm running around acting like a little kid because <laughs> that's, that's what I feel like when I'm out there. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying myself, and I get to do it every day. I watched you improve so much every day in every aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just catching the ball, but as a blocker and so forth. Since you've gone to the NFL, what refinements have you made that have allowed you to be even better at this level? I think uh, the biggest thing for me since I've gotten into the into the NFL is just in my route running, um, you know, releases off the line because at this level, you know, it's the best of the best. And, you know, you're getting, you know, everybody's, you know, best shot each and every week. Um, and I've gotten to a point in my career where, you know, sometimes I'm getting, you know, some of their best cover guys and they're covering myself. So, um, you know, it's definitely a challenge each and every week. So you got to have a plan. you got to, you know, be prepared, you know, watch some film, understand how guys play. Uh, you know, just become more of a professional uh, and just kind of taking some things out of um, some of my teammates that I've played with as well, you know, how they prepare and doing, um, you know, how they go about being a professional and then, uh, you know, just going out and then executing on, on Sundays. When I talk to younger people, which includes obviously an audience of parents, you are an individual that I cite. And this is one of the reasons I cite it, uh, is that you were not just an outstanding football player in high school, you were player of the year in basketball in New Jersey as well, but you also played volleyball. And I said, I felt it may, it gave you a well-rounded experience because you always told me, it's like, you play volleyball for fun because it was fun. You're good at it, but you play it because it was fun. But I always felt that was made it a well-rounded experience. Am I right about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I when I was in, when I was in high school, um, honestly, growing up, I was always around all sorts of sports, you know, with with both, with both my older sisters and you know, my dad coaching them and coaching me, um, I ran track in middle school. Played you know a little bit of baseball when I was super young. Just like you know doing everything and anything that I could to you know be around sports and you know help myself become a better athlete. Um, and I think that you know all of those sports that I've played um, and competed in have helped me become the athlete and the competitor that I am today. I think it's down and not only that, but uh, you know sometimes you get into a grind of a sport. And then the, the other, another sport ends up being an outlet for you. I mean, Absolutely. I, I, and I kind of felt that was like for you. You always told me it's kind of like it was just a fun outlet for you. Yeah, it was just something, you know, something that, uh, the next thing to look forward to. You know, I wasn't, you know, just locked in, you know, shooting jump shots every day or catching footballs every day or, you know, spiking volleyball, whatever it was. It was, you know, it was just kind of moving on to the next season. Um, and I always said, you know, when they were, oh, you know, what's your favorite sport? I was like, well, in the spring it's volleyball, in the fall it's football, in the winter it's basketball. Like <laughs> that's just kind of how that's just kind of how it always went. And, that's uh, awesome. It didn't really matter what sport I was playing because I love competing. I love you know working my tail off trying to help my team win, and that's you know that aspect of the sport it never gets old. Uh, I know the Dolphins are going to are going to go through a coaching change, so you're going to wait mm-hmm. and see on that, obviously. But as the season played out. Off to a tough start. What did come together because the Dolphins became a team nobody wanted to play the last two months of the season? Yeah, we got hot, um, and uh, I think that that's 
you know, something in this league, you know, when when you when you finally find out how to win, um, you know, you you lose, you know, you beat yourself more times in this league than than you win. So I think we finally just turned a corner and learned how to win rather than to stop beating ourselves. Um, so you know, we minimized some errors. Um, you know, we started making some more plays, and we started playing smarter football, understanding different situations. And, uh, you know, putting that to the test, you know, each and every week. And then we rallied off about eight in a row. Um, and But, I mean, when you put yourself in a hole like that, um, you know, there's really no more margin of error. Uh, so we ended up coming up, you know, I think a half a game short of the playoffs. So, I mean, that's, that, that's, this, that's this league. Um, so, uh, you know, just another lesson learned, understanding how small the margin of error is in this league. And what did the Penn State experience do to instill a winning mentality in you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at my first two years at Penn State, um, you know, pretty just in average, you know, years. I think it was like seven and six and seven and six or something like that. And uh, so I think, you know, to go through, you know, just kind of understand how, like I just said, how in the NFL, you know, in college football in the Big Ten, the margin of error is also slim. Um, And then in 2016, you know, we didn't start off too hot. But once you find out how to, you know, stop beating yourselves and you, and you start getting um, – you start making big plays and you start, you know, understanding situational football and understanding how to win football games, you know, then we got hot in 2016. I think that that propelled, honestly, Penn State to, you know, where it's, where it's been and where it's going to and all that kind of stuff. Um, we learned how to win and we learned how to, you know, compete and to play in big games and play on big stages and especially, you know, in front of the best fans in the world. So. And finally, uh, Thon is coming up, and you were always very active in that and mm-hmm. have stayed active in it uh, even afterward as well, obviously with your shoes and so forth. Uh, yes. any, any words for the uh, great people at Thon as they get ready? At, in a, um, I don't know what, uh, I think it's next weekend, I believe, that, that they're going right. to have it here. Any words for them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know, Thon's always super close, you know, to me and my family and our hearts and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, I still keep in touch with you know a lot of the a lot of the people that I've met through Thon, um, you know, including the Net family and Landon, and you know their entire family. And but honestly, I mean, everybody that has anything to do with Thon uh, should be you know super proud of themselves each and every year because of you know what they're doing and you know how they're helping. Um, and then obviously you know the families and the children um, that are affected directly. Uh, you know they're the biggest inspiration, and they're they're the, they're the reason behind it all. Um, so any any help or any you know notoriety or you know anything that we can do to help them is, is always is always worth it. Um, so you know, always think of always think of Thon and, and all those kids and their families and everybody you know directly affected with Thon. Mike, well said. Always proud of you. Thanks so much, my friend. Thanks for calling. It really means a lot. Absolutely, Steve. Man, I wouldn't wouldn't uh, wouldn't rather do anything else today, man. I appreciate it and I uh, love chatting with you. I right? hope everything's going great. It's going great, Mike. Thank you so much. All right, have a good one. Mike Kosicki of the Miami Dolphins. It's great to have him. Boom. Call here on the show, and and uh, that's mystery guest number one today. I guess there's another one coming up in the next half hour, right? That's correct. And then Neil uh, as a standard guest. Yeah, he's never a mystery. All right. <laughs> the mysteries in the corner office. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 